great to see you all this evening on a Saturday night in church. And it's the, the Feast of Tabernacles. And um, we celebrate the feasts. We, we know that God has a timeline the same way that, that the world has a timeline. We celebrate different things like we celebrate Thanksgiving. We celebrate 4th of July. These are set times. And so it is in the calendar of God that there are certain times where the Bible says that we should celebrate these times. Now, in the New Testament church, we don't celebrate them traditionally. We celebrate them spiritually. So if you came thinking there would be a meal tonight, I'm sorry. You can gladly have one after the service, somewhere away from the church, though. <laughs> but it is a very special time. And these are times that God desires to meet with his people. The Bible talks about the Feast of Tabernacles being celebrated in the millennial reign. This is after the new heaven, well, not after the new heavens and the new earth, but this is the time where God, where Jesus will reign in Jerusalem for 1,000 years on the earth. I don't want to get eschatological with you this evening, but the truth is, is that that will happen. And the Bible says the nations will come up and celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. So if they're going to celebrate it in the millennial reign, maybe we can practice now. Amen. I'm always amazed at how we're very happy to celebrate the devil's vacations on, on hell, Halloween. I don't want to, I'm not going to preach a sermon about that this year. But if you go online, I have preached a sermon in the past on Halloween. It's called Trick or Truth. And I would recommend you go listen to it. I'm always amazed at how Christians are quite happy and comfortable to celebrate a holiday like Halloween, but they get upset and they say we're religious when we celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. I would rather celebrate a time where God says, let's meet together, you and I. And I'm not telling you that in any way to make you feel guilty if you have celebrated Halloween, but I would definitely recommend that you go listen to that sermon so that you understand what you're doing when you participate in Halloween. Because, you know, I don't want to talk a lot about this this month, but I do want to make you aware of it. Man, I tell you, October comes around every year and it's like all hello breaks out. <laughs> And it's really not a good time of the year where the enemy really comes in like a flood. And so the church must stand against the things that are not from God. Amen. That doesn't mean we condemn someone and go up to them, you the devil, you celebrate Halloween. That's foolishness. You know what I mean? But we must always help and especially help other Christians to understand what the truth is. Is that okay? Yes. All right. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. I don't want to talk about that. Let's talk about let's talk about the Lord. Amen. <laughs> Some of you are making me so mad. I might preach on Halloween. <laughs> I 
I don't understand why we would get upset because we can't dress up as demons and goblins and ghosts. Seriously. Like, like no, I'm not, I'm not going to go back to oceans because they don't believe in Halloween. Brother, you better check yourself out. All right, okay, I'm going to stop now. Okay. All right. During the Feast of Tabernacles, the children of Israel would come together and celebrate it in several different ways. And last year I preached a sermon on why we celebrate the feasts. I'd also recommend if you have time to go listen to it. I don't want to spend time on that. But they did two ceremonies during the feasts that I want to focus on tonight and tomorrow morning. The one ceremony that they focused on and that they did every year at the temple in Jerusalem is they would have these four large, what looks like poles that would stand up on all four corners of the women's court, which is basically where everybody would go. It was like the outer, the outer court of the, of the temple and people would go there and they would go there and they would illuminate these four pillars during the Feast of Tabernacles. They would light them and they would be lit and on each one of them there was four bowls. And when they would light these bowls, that would be a time of tremendous celebration. And they would celebrate God's provision. They would celebrate God's deliverance. And they would also celebrate that how God would take care of them in the harvest time because this would be a, a, a full, the full harvest, which is an end, an end of season harvest that they would celebrate. And then they would also ask the Lord to provide for them in the new season, in the new year, basically. And so they would come up to Jerusalem, all the nations would even come up, and they would come, and at night these four pillars would be lit up and illuminated, and the whole temple area would be completely illuminated, it would be beautiful. Some scholars even say that, that those bowls, they were huge, you know, and those pillars on each four sides would illuminate the whole of the old city. The, entire of the, old, the entirety of the old city would be illuminated by these massive, massive poles with light. And the people would come and they would have a time of tremendous celebration. And they would dance and they would celebrate and they would give thanks and they would give praise to God for the light that he was to them. The provision and the protection that he was to them. It's amazing because Jesus, Jesus actually does something remarkable at the end of the feast. He does something on the last day of the feast, which we'll talk about tomorrow. And then right after the feast, he, he comes into the temple and he begins to minister. And we're going to get to what he says a little bit later on. But light in the kingdom is extremely important. It's important for us to understand the significance of light. They would celebrate, it would be called the festival of lights, which would which would, sell, which would basically signify, or, or signify the light of God and His provision and protection. It's interesting if you think about creation, because in the beginning, there was light. In the beginning, there was light. And God begins to create the earth. But it's also interesting that only on the fourth day of creation does He create the sun and the moon. So what light was there before he began to create anything? 
The truth is, is that the absence of light really represents almost like death. So light is extremely important for life. If you, if you take the sun, if you take light away, pretty much everything will die. You, you won't survive. We won't survive without the heat and the light that comes from the sun. Are you guys with me? So light is very significant in the life of the believer, and God has used light as, as an example of absolute life for mankind. The Bible talks a lot about darkness in the Old Testament. Psalm 82 verse 5 says this, They do not know, nor do they understand. They walk about in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are unstable. The truth is, is that outside of God, all man walks about in darkness. Even at the Bible basically says that the foundations of the earth are unstable. People walk around in darkness. But in Isaiah 60 verse 1, the Bible says this, and I'm reading it out of the Amplified. Arise from the depression and the prostration in which circumstances have kept you. How many of you have been in circumstances sometimes? Rise to a new life. Shine. Be radiant with the glory of the Lord, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. There is a light that has come upon you. Remember what it said earlier on, we all walk in darkness, they walk about in darkness, but there is a light that has come. Isaiah 9.2 says, the people who walk in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. This is speaking about the light of God. God is a light to his people. How many of you know that? He's a lamp unto their feet. God is, is, is light. And the children of Israel understood that God was a light to them, that he brought them life and that light was, was, was their portion and they were no longer to be in darkness. Are you guys with me? The truth is, is that in the New Testament, you and I as New Testament believers, we are also able to receive that life and that light. 1 Peter 2 verse number 9 says this, But you are, ch are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You have been chosen, a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. You have been consecrated. You have been set apart. You are no longer in darkness, but now you are in his marvelous light. So when you meet Jesus, his light shines upon you and begins to even shine in you and eventually begins to shine through you. Are you with me? You enter into his light and your life completely changes forever. The truth is though, that when the light of God begins to shine in us as Christians, we are supposed to radiate God's glory. In other words, when I say the word glory, we always think of like, like Shekinah glory, the presence glory, which is amazing and absolutely relevant. 
But glory is also in the Greek the word doxa, which speaks of reputation. So when the light of God is beginning to shine in you, when the light of God begins to shine through your life, your life is supposed to radiate God's reputation. Who God is, what God is, the the love of God, the the power of God, the mercy of God, the goodness of God is supposed to radiate through our lives. Are you with me? How many of you in this place desire that your lives would reveal God's glory? Through your life, the glory of God will be seen when people look at you. I believe that God gives us His light. He gives us His life so that we can radiate His glory to the earth. So that we can show people that our God is good, that He is powerful, that He is loving, that He is merciful. His glory. Your glory, God, let it shine out of me. Lord, let your glory, let my life tell of your glory. Let it speak of your glory, God. Let my life be a testimony. Let my lips, God, be, 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 be able to speak things, Lord, that bring life to others. That when I speak, Lord, that my light will shine, that your light will shine through me, God, that people's lives will be impacted, that people's lives will be touched and changed. God, when I walk into my house, let my words, Lord, let my conduct, let how I live as a Christian, let it bring glory to your name, God. Let my family see you in me, God. Let them see you, let them see you, Father, in how I take care of them, in how I take care of my, my business, of how I take care of, 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 of the people around me, my, my staff, my, my, my friends, even my enemies. Let them see you, God. That's a little hard, but let them see you. You see, it's interesting because right after the Feast of Tabernacles, Jesus walks in. Some people say it was during, but more scholars agree that it was right after Tabernacles. That Jesus walks into the temple area and he says these words, John 8 verse 12. Then Jesus spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but now watch this, but have the light of life. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. That means that if if I follow Jesus, if I follow, listen to me now, the way, the truth, and the life, if I follow Him, that there will be a light that will shine out of me. There will be a light that will shine out of me that will change everything. Men shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. You see, the truth is, is that without Jesus, we don't have the light of life. We are living in darkness. We are dead. But when we follow him, we receive that life, which is the light of the world. Are you with me? Stay with me if you can. We'll get better eventually. Now watch this. You would think... That if that's true, if we follow the Lord, if we follow Him, and that light is 
in us and we desire to shine that light in our lives. How many of you want to let your light shine? Jesus said that you also are the light of the world. Why? Because he comes in you and lives in you, Christ in you, the hope of what? Oh, glory. Somebody say glory. Glory. Oh God, let your glory be seen in my life. Oh God, let your glory be seen through my life. Oh God, let your glory be seen through my family. Let your glory, glory be seen in this church, God. Yes, your glory, Lord. Hallelujah. It's interesting because in Matthew 6, 22, Jesus has something to say about this. Watch what he says. He says, the lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body, watch this now, will be full of light. What is your eye focusing on? The man who looks, the man who looks at things that are not good, that are not right. When I say man, I say man and woman, and I'm not necessarily talking only your eyes. But what you look at is what you think of. And what you think of, you become. That's why if you're looking at Jesus, if you're focusing on Him, listen to me now, the way, the truth, and the life. The way, the truth, and the life. In other words, I look at Him. I choose to look at Him and follow His way. I look at Him and out of Him comes all truth. Because of that truth, I will be filled with life. Life and light. And that life and light will radiate through me. But if I put my eye, if I put my focus on things that are not from God, I'm not talking about fishing and stuff like that. You can do all of that. I'm talking about when you start to focus on what isn't truth. If you start to focus on what isn't God, if you start to focus on things that will break you down, bring you down, go back to the things of the world that once held you bound. You can get yourself into trouble. He says, the lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. He says, but if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Wow. In other words, if I serve the Lord, but I serve Him my way, not the way, the truth, and the life. I serve Him Alex's way. The light that's in me will not be real light, but the light that's in me can be darkness. So many Christians today, listen to me now. So many Christians today have a desire to serve God their way and live compromised lives. The Bible has a lot to say about compromise. He goes on, watch this now. He says, he says this, he says, he says, no one can serve two masters for either you will hate the one or love the other. That's what's, what will happen to us is when we begin to serve God, when we know the truth, the way, the truth, and the life, if we follow Him, if our eyes are on Him, and we truly follow Him, we will be filled with light. 
I'm gonna explain to you what's gonna happen with that light. But if we begin to follow him and follow him, and it's not really him that we're following, but we're following him in a different way, our lives will be filled with darkness. Compromise is Satan's happy place. You cannot serve two masters. You will love the one or hate the other. Eventually, there will be trouble. Too many Christians, too many of us choose to serve God our way and want to know why. It is that we've been serving God for 25 years. Listen, the guy that's been saved three years ago is far more mature than you because you did it your way. You never submit to authority. And I'm not talking about control and all of that. I'm talking about real authority. You always think you have the better way. Well, you know, these people are in my cell group, Pastor Alex. They're very mature Christians. What makes them mature? Oh, they've been serving the Lord for 25 years. So what? All I want to know is are they full of light? Are they full of light? Or is the light that is in them darkness? You see, where you go to church actually does matter because what you are taught is important. And I, I'm all about unity and, 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 and rejoicing the differences in the body of Christ, but you must be careful that you are not taught stuff that is not true. We need grace, absolutely, but we also need sound doctrine. We need to talk about what's right and what's wrong. I'm gonna give you just one example. Well, I don't understand how it is that in the church so many people are, are, are sleeping around. Just one example. You've, you've gotten to a place, please, I'm not trying to condemn anybody. I can give any example, but this is just one that I've noticed that Christians seem to think, really, Christians have been serving God a long time, but all of a sudden they think that it's okay to live that way. To live that way, to start going for somebody else when you're married. And when you're single, you think, well, I'm single now, you know, I used to, I used to do it, so I can do it now again. But you're not married, so no. The Bible has a lot to say about it. If you want to follow, listen to me, the way, the truth, and the life, no. Outside of marriage, no. One example, one example. I can give you many. Oh, I'm going to do a teaching on identity really soon. Part of identity that has been stolen from mankind is a man and a woman. Men are created this way. Women are created this way. They are both beautiful. They are both different. Don't try and make one the other and the other the other. We've got to do it according to the way, the truth, and the life. God's, oh, God has created us perfectly. That's why I'm talking about submission. There's an order to God's everything. 
to, to the family, to a household. There's an order God has created and Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Let the woman rule the house. That's not godly, guys. Oh, and don't, 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 oh, preach, pastor, but you're at home sinning and carrying on. You don't rule your house. You're a bad high priest. Husband. So don't just blame the woman. Okay. Do you understand what the pastor saith this evening? It's so important. It's so important, guys. It doesn't matter how long. I mean, it does matter. It's wonderful that you're still serving God. But have you matured? Have you truly matured? Have you, have you become someone that has salt, flavor? Are you someone that has light? That when you walk in a room, the glory of God is, comes out of you. It affects people's lives. It changes people. Or have you set your mind on doctrine that isn't true to suit what you desire? And then all of a sudden, one day you wake up and it all falls apart. my desire as, as your pastor for you and for my own house is that we would serve the Lord and be filled with His light and do it His way not my way, His way my way has flaws, many flaws I want to do it His way let's go on, are you guys okay? So you must understand that as soon as the light in you is darkness, the Bible says, how great is that darkness? And the reason why is because then what you begin to radiate is it's not truth. And that truth will never, it will never magnify the glory of God to others. That darkness has the potential for others to see what's in you that you call light and fall into darkness. Amen. Now watch this. Let's go to Matthew 5 verse 14. Matthew 5 verse 14. He's talking to you now. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. So the Lord says, let your light so shine before men that they may see, watch this now, your good works. What does that mean? And if they see your good works... They will glorify, there's the glory again, your Father in heaven. You see, that's what the desire of God is. That the light of Jesus Christ will come into you, begin to transform you. If you follow Him, it will, guaranteed it will. If we do it His way, if we follow the truth, if we follow the way, we will be transformed. 
if we have a desire in our hearts, not head knowledge, but heart, I desire to serve the Lord. I desire to please the Lord. Well, you shouldn't desire to please Him. Oh, I desire to please Him. With all of my soul and all of my strength and all of my mind and all of my heart and every fiber of my being, I desire to please Him. I want to be His favorite son. I want to be the apple of His eye. I want Him to look down on me and be proud of me and say, keep going, son. Keep doing it, son. If you don't feel that way, that's fine with me, but I desire that with everything inside of me. says, let your light so shine before men. If your light's truly shining, the way that you live, the way that you conduct yourself, the way that you do life, your works, will bring glory to the Father in heaven. Let's go to John 15, 8. Watch this now. So we understand that that light that is Christ that came into the world that now is in us, if it's really truly light, that light will be seen by others because of what? Because of what we will do. Because of how we will live. John 15, 8 says, by this My father is what? There it is again. In other words, by this you see his glory. You see his reputation. You see his nature. You see his character. What? How do you see that? That you bear much fruit. How do you bear good fruit? You see, a tree can can only bear one of the two, good fruit or bad fruit. But a true tree will not bear one or the other. It will either true good, because you can either be a good tree or a bad tree, a bad tree. But if you truly are a good tree and you desire to follow Jesus, you desire to walk with him, you desire to seek after him, that light will come in you, that light will shine out of you, and you will begin to bear much fruit. Why? Because your life will bring glory to the Lord, and people that you touch will also be transformed, will also be changed. That's the fruit we're talking about. Are you guys with me? It doesn't matter if we have a big church. A big church means nothing unless your life is changing, unless your family is changing, unless things have changed, unless you listen. If you haven't stopped cussing and you've been in church for 10 years, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Oh, you know, Pastor Alex, I only cuss when I'm angry. Stop it. It doesn't bring him glory. You're going to make mistakes, I know. I'm not talking about mistakes, but it's when you begin to accept, well, this is who I am. How great is that darkness where there's a bee, there's a beehive. We want to deal with that. Are you with me? I'm here to tell you this evening that it's the Feast of Tabernacles and the light that is God that once shone in the tabernacle is shining right now. And the Bible tells us that that light will dispose of all darkness. We are in a season right now where God wants to meet with His people. Oh, I'm jumping ahead of myself. 
Are you guys getting this? Please say yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh God, let my light, let my light shine before men. Let it not be put under a bush, oh God. Let it be put on a lampstand, Lord. And Lord, I don't want to ever bring shame to your name. I want my light to shine, God. I want the glory of God to be seen through me. Not because of how great I am, but because greater is he that is in me. And my life has transformed. And my life has changed, God. And let it shine. Let it bring very much fruit, God. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. John 15, 16 says this, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you. Somebody better give the Lord a shout. He chose you. He appointed you. Oh, well, you know, Pastor Alex, I'm just going to give my life to Jesus and one day make it to heaven. No, listen, he chose you. He appointed you. Watch what the second part says that you shall you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain everybody look at me you have been chosen and if you're able to bear fruit true fruit fruit that has life fruit that brings light there must be light that shines in you and that shine that light is not darkness but that light listen i'm not talking about making mistakes We all make mistakes. It's when you begin to accept a lie. That's why I said at the beginning of the sermon, it does matter where you go to church. Because once you begin to accept something that isn't truth, your light will become darkness. Head knowledge isn't enough. You have to have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. You have to know Him. You have to desire Him. You have to seek Him. You have to be hungry for Him. You have to thirst for Him. Because if you don't, listen, if you don't, you will never be filled. And there's nothing worse than empty empty vessels. Oh man, God wants to touch you guys. He wants to renew your strength. He wants to set you on fire again. The truth is the Christian life is supposed to be one where we go from faith to faith, from glory to glory, and from strength to strength. We're not supposed to start in the starting block and have a really passionate, zealous, exciting start. And by the end of round number three, we're starting to go like this. Sometimes it's the choices we made, make. Sometimes it's the things we listen to. Sometimes it's the things we choose to believe. I'm amazed sometimes I read the Bible and I read it again and I read it again and then I realize it means what it says. I'm looking for this revelation. But what it means is what it says. And what it says is so powerful, so beautiful, so life-changing. I overheard a conversation the other day between an older gentleman, not very old, and two young girls. And the question he asked is, is God's word fallible or infallible? 
And my heart began to break because I realized that part of the answer, one of the answers was not the right answer. They didn't believe that there is, God's word is perfect. That in itself is a form of darkness. Well, you know, it's not applicable to us anymore. We live in the year 2023 now. It's absolutely applicable, guys. Compromise is the devil's happy place. That's when the light in you becomes darkness. And that darkness can become so great that it can ultimately bring destruction to everything God has called you to be and to do. The devil really doesn't care if you make it to heaven or not. Maybe he cares a little. But you, you must never discover who you are. You must never discover that you were created to bear fruit, chosen, set apart, to be a light bearer that will radiate His glory. If you don't believe in miracles, you will see none. If you don't believe that God is able, He will not be able in your life. But the God that we serve is so amazing that He even wrote in His Word for a sinner like you, where sin abounds, grace abounds even more. Okay, for a sinner like me, if it makes you feel better. I'm so grateful that God <laughs> said to Peter, when Peter said to him, Lord, how many times should I forgive? And he said, 70 times seven. If he expects that from man, how much more will your heavenly Father forgive you for the mistakes that you've made and for the mistakes that I've made? But I have this desire that my life will bring glory to His name and that your lives will bring glory to His name. Watch this now. Let's go to John 1, verse number 1. How do we get rid of things in our lives that have been, become like darkness? Things that we've believed or things that we've allowed in our lives, whether it be sin, compromise, or whether it be doctrine that isn't really true. Maybe we chose to listen to that because it's comfortable. Listen, there are people that will come here that can't sit here for more than a few weeks because we don't preach an, a compromising doctrine here. Sin is wrong. It just is. Sorry. You know what I mean? Now watch what it says. In John 1 verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Who is this? Jesus. Jesus. All things were made through Him. And without Him, nothing was made that was made. In Him was life. And the life was the light of men. Woo. It's okay, four of you got it, it's okay. 
outside of Him, there is no life and there is no light. That's why when we do it our way, it doesn't work because it's darkness. But when we do it His way, it's light. He is the life of men. He is everything we need. Are you guys with me? Now watch. And the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. In other words, when you choose to make Him your priority, when you choose to follow Him with all of your heart, you may feel a way, a certain way, but don't choose to follow the way that you feel. Choose to follow what He says in His Word. You may feel upset. I get upset too. You can ask Naomi. I'm not really an angel, okay? I know I may look like an angel, but I'm not an angel all the time. Sometimes, not all the time. I, I think about how the children of Israel would go up during the Feast of Tabernacles to the ceremony of light to celebrate the light of God and to celebrate His provision and His protection. And here we are at the Feast of Tabernacles, which speaks of deliverance and provision and all that stuff. And I can't help but believe with all my heart that during this season of the Feast of the Lord, God wants you to know that if you allow the light to shine in that darkness that might be in your life still, the darkness will not comprehend it. In other words, if you choose to allow that light into that area of your life that maybe has been hidden in darkness, have you ever seen when you turn the light on and there's rodents in the room? What happens? Pow! That's what happens to the enemy when the light goes on. That's what happens when you choose to follow light. The darkness is gone. Don't allow the light that's in you to stay dark because that darkness has the potential, again, I'm gonna say it, to really bring harm to your life. Church, as your pastor, for you and for me in my house, my desire is that we would walk in His light, that we would allow that light to change us and that that light would then bring glory to His name because we will bear fruit that will bring good fruit that will radiate His glory in everything that we do. I don't know if there's something in your life right now. Maybe you, you have something that you've been dealing with and, or maybe as I said, there's things in your life that there's been compromise. There's been areas in your life where you have chosen to allow to stay in darkness. Whenever we've done deliverance at the church, as soon as the enemy is revealed. As soon as he's exposed, he always has to go. And I believe tonight, during this Feast of Tabernacles, that there are people here that God is saying to you, come into the light. You don't have to tell me what it is. It might be some kind of doctrine that you believe, it might be sin, it might be whatever it is. 
But I want you tonight to step into that light and be transformed. Let's bow our heads. Father, tonight, in this place, we are so grateful. Jesus, you are the light of this world. Whoever follows you will no longer be in darkness, but we will be filled with light and we will begin to truly live. I pray, God, that we would choose to follow you you are the way, the truth, and the life. And, be, when, and when we follow the way, the truth, and the life, our, our, our bodies, our beings, our soul, our spirit, our heart, our mind, everything that we are will be filled with light. And when we are filled with light, God, the things around us will be affected by that light. Father, in this room, and maybe even watching online, there are people that have family members that they are desperately designed, desiring to see saved, God. I pray, God, that we would all deal with our compromise, deal with those places where the darkness still looms, God. Father, that this evening in this place, we would choose to surrender everything to you to surrender our, 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 our desires, our will, the things that we desire to, 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 to even sometimes perhaps choose in, in our belief system, God, because it suits our lifestyle or how we think our culture should be. I pray tonight, God, that not one person in this place and even those watching online, Father, would leave here with any darkness. But Father, as your word declares, that where the light shines in the darkness, the darkness will no longer comprehend it. So I come against every spirit of, of infirmity. I come against every spirit of, of darkness, every spirit of oppression and depression. I come against false doctrine and doctrine of demons. I break your power right now in the name of Jesus. I command you to loose every person in this place now in the name of Jesus. Even watching online, I pray for them, God. Lord, I pray that tonight in this place that the enemy would be exposed, Father, that people's hearts and lives, that Lord, that they will choose to follow you in every area. Lord, I pray in my own family, in my own life, God, help us, Lord, help us, Lord, to just follow you, Jesus. It's not hard. Your word says that, that, that follow me, follow me. My burden is light. It's easy to bear. Father, I pray that we will follow you with everything inside of us, God. For the truth is, we will never experience joy outside of you. So we honor you tonight in this place. We thank you and we love you. In the mighty name of Jesus, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you've come here this evening, and you say, Pastor Alex, I want my entire life to be filled with His light. I desire tonight to follow the way, the truth, and the life, to follow Jesus in every area. If that's you and you say, I want to I do that tonight, I want to follow Him with all that, that's in me, come to the front. Take that however you want, come to the front. 
Don't stay in your chair if you need to come. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. That's it. That's it. Keep on coming. Keep on coming. Amen. Keep coming, keep coming. Amen. Hallelujah. Come now. Don't come when you see God begin to move. Come now. If you come later, I won't pray for you. Come now. Come now because the Lord's going to begin to move very powerfully. Come now. In Jesus' name, I want you to switch to... That's something that I told you about. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, tonight, these that have come to the frontier, God, they are yours. Father, we all desire to walk in the light. We all desire to let your light shine through us, God. But sometimes the enemy comes in like a flood and we don't know how to handle it. If only we knew that you will always raise up a standard against him. That when the light shines in the darkness, the darkness cannot comprehend it. So I pray tonight for every person standing here in the front, God, and even the whole congregation. Holy Spirit, I ask right now that you would move mightily upon them. Lord, that you would fill them this evening with your light. Lord Jesus, let your light shine in them and through them for as long as they live from this night on God. I come against compromise. I come against the power of the enemy right now in the name of Jesus. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you just touch them, that you just fill them tonight in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you right now. In the name of Jesus, right now, right now, right now, in Jesus' name, just touch them now, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord.
have increase. I see increase coming your way. I see the blessing and the hand of the Lord upon your lives. I see, I see in, in, in the days that lie ahead, I see how, how God will take you. Where, where you've struggled, where you've battled, you've struggled with things, you've battled with things, but all of a sudden there will be breakthrough and all of a sudden there will be clarity. And the struggle that you've had, young man, for the struggle that you have had has been, has been intense. In your soul, there's been a struggle, but God says that tonight in this place, the light will shine in that dark place and I will bring you healing and I will bring you deliverance for you've cried out to me you've cried out to the Lord and you've said Lord I have a desire I have a desire but I don't know how Lord I don't know how I don't know what I don't know what to do I don't know how to do it Father I pray tonight in the name of Jesus that you will draw him like never before that Father he will go before you he will go before you and seek you and find you God did you not say in your word that if we seek you we will find you that if we knock the door will be opened Young men, there is an effectual door standing, waiting to be opened. This door is not a natural door. This door is a spiritual door. And I see the door standing before you. Now you must open the door and walk through the door. And on the other side, on the other side is a glory that is waiting for you, that will touch you and not only touch you, but touch those around you. For you have not yet even discovered or tasted the things that God has in store for you. For God has given you gifts. God has given you great talents and great gifts, but inside you is much, much more. For there is much more to you than meets the eye, says the Lord. And as I've begun to bring healing and restoration, lately, have you not even said to yourself, you know, I would do this, but I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to follow you, God. I'm, I'm going I'm to do it. But the struggle, there's been a struggle, but that struggle will, will, will come to an end. That struggle will come to an end. Now listen to me. Listen to me, your pastor. Listen to me. When you seek the Lord, when you... When you when, when I give you a word like this, it's not like all of a sudden it just becomes easy. No, what it means is that now God says that you have the strength. You have the strength to do it. And as you begin to pursue Him, when you stand in front of those challenges and those things that you struggled with before, you will have breakthrough. You will have breakthrough. The door is there. The door is there, son. Open the door. Open the door and go through it. And watch, watch for the enemy tried to destroy even your marriage. The enemy just tried to break up your family. But God God says, I'm going to take you, son. I'm going to take you. And what they thought was impossible will surely happen. For your life will be blessed. You will be blessed. Your house will be blessed. And then I will begin to affect your family. I will be begin to affect those around you. For you have a great big family. And those family members will watch you. And as this word was spoken tonight, that there will be a glory that will come out of you. And they will say, this can only be the work of God. This can only be the work of the Lord. And then, and then watch now, then in that day, you will see how all of a sudden things will begin to sell. Things will begin to expedite where there were so many followers. Now it will triple and quadruple and increase and you will have favor. And I will give you a platform, says God. I will give you a platform to speak to many and you will minister to the broken and the hurting. You will minister to a lost generation that others do not reach or see for they do not, they do not find or do not see the door of a church, but you will find them. You will find them on the internet and you will find them through your artwork. You will find them and your message will be loud and clear, says the, God, says the Lord. Only give me the glory, son. Only give me the glory in that day, says the Lord. Now, Father, touch him. Use him. I rebuke the enemy. I rebuke all the darkness now in the name of Jesus. Lord, touch him now. 
touch him. And now listen to me. The two of you will stay together. The two of you will pray together. The two of you will live together. The two of you will fight together. And I rebuke the enemy now in Jesus' name. And you will be successful. And your marriage will be successful. And your children will serve the Lord. Yes, your children will serve the Lord all the days of their life. Says the Lord. Now give the Lord a clap and a shout. Come on. Some of you have cheated. You've come up now. Father, touch this man. Pastors to come up and minister with me, please. Just begin to pray for people, please. Touch him, Lord. Touch him, Lord. Touch him, Lord. Touch him, Lord. You really have a desire. You really have a desire to serve the Lord. You really have a desire, but it's like the enemy, that's like the enemy keeps on pulling you down. It's almost like this is what I see. It's almost like like, like, there's a, like, like, there's, like you get up on a chair and you start to have a breakthrough. It's almost like the enemy kicks the chair from under you. And you keep on falling down and you get up again. And I want you to know that every time you have gotten up, it's a victory for you, son. It's a victory for you. And the day will come where the enemy will try to kick that chair, but he will not move it. 
And then you will go from, from glory to glory. And you will go from faith to faith. And you will stop. You will stop looking here and there. For the Lord has begun to ground you. You've even said, Lord, I'm going to be grounded. The Lord has begun to ground you. And you will go into a season now. A season of true healing, son. And I will change your heart. Yes, the Lord says, I will change your heart. Father, give him a new heart. This precious young man who has a desire, I see how you cry out in anguish before the Lord. I see how you anguishly go before him and you cry out to him and you say, Lord, please deliver me. Deliver me. Deliver me. Father, I pray tonight that the light shine in the darkness, that this young man will experience breakthrough like never before in the name of Jesus. So I take authority now over every foul spirit, every deceiving spirit now in Jesus' name. I rebuke you and command you to go now, 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 now. Be free now. Be free now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's give the Lord a clap. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. Amen.
softly for me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for this family. I pray, God, that, that you have brought them, what you have brought them through, Father, will bring them into a season of miracles, will bring you into a season of healing and restoration. And your family will serve the Lord. You will follow God and serve the Lord. And I see how in the past it almost felt like the enemy was able to, like where the word says that when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will raise up a standard against him. It almost felt like those fiery darts where the enemy came in, there was some success. But I see how God is about to raise you up. He's about to raise up your family. He's about to raise you guys up. And, and there's gonna be great change in your household. There's going to be great change in your household as you, as a family, begin to pursue the Lord. Sir, take up the call of God as the high priest in your home. You have already begun to do this, but you will do it with, in, in an even greater measure. And you will be such a, a light in your house. You will be the light bearer in your home. And you will bring great healing and transformation and deliverance in your household. I see the hand of the Lord on your house. And I see how I see at the front of your house in the spirit, I see house of peace written on your house. It's written on your house that your house shall be a house of peace where the enemy tried to make your house a house of destruction, a house of, of, of pain. It will no longer be that way. It is now a house of peace. And I see how the enemy, sir, took you at a young age and tried to make you kind of like, like try, try to really like make you almost like angry or something like that. But I see how God is going to take all that and he's going to bring great healing and, and deliverance. And watch this now. I see how God's going to take you, young men. He's going to take you. And you will watch your dad. And you will see the Lord's hand on your father's life. And you will follow in his footsteps. And you will serve the Lord all the days of your life. And young men, one day when you're older, you will carry the word of the Lord in your mouth. You will carry his words in your mouth. Because the two of you, you two, will hear the Lord. You know how awesome it is to hear God. And the two of you will hear Him. You will hear Him, young man, young lady. I thank you for this family, God. I thank you for change and transformation and healing and deliverance. For you and your house, you will serve the Lord. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. thank you for this young man. Don't, don't pray anymore. Just receive now. Okay? Just receive. Father, just touch him. I see, young man, how you have many talents, many gifts, many abilities. And the Lord will use your gifts and abilities 
in a greater way than he has in the past, even more than before. I see how you will use your gifts to bring glory to his name. You will use your gifts to praise him and to worship him. You will use your gifts for this is your desire. For you've said, Lord, I desire to use what you've given me to bring glory to your name. Father, I pray that you place a hedge around this young man where the enemy has tried so hard to lead you in directions that you knew you shouldn't go in. But you've stood, you've stood, you're still standing, young man. Here you are. And even a minute ago, you were saying, Lord, just I want to do your will, something like that. And you will do his will, young man. You will serve him and you will follow him all the days of your life. And if you pursue him in all of the things that he's given you, you will see great breakthrough and you will see fast promotion, fast promotion. And you will use your gifts in a way where, where God will receive great glory and praise. You, you, he's going to use your hands, young men. He's going to use you. All the darkness, I take authority over it now in Jesus' name. I break its power. I pray, God. There was a young lady that came to me a little while ago, and she said that she had a dream. And in the dream, she was lying in her bed, and darkness was coming out of her. I pray that all the darkness that the enemy tried in your past, not now, in your past, all the darkness will be utterly removed from you. And where you've struggled and where you've struggled, you will no longer struggle, but you will have breakthrough. You will have breakthrough. For the Lord God of breakthrough is standing with you, young man. He's standing with you. And as you have desired and said, even in this place tonight, Lord, I just want to follow your plan. I just want to follow your will. I just want to go on your path. So he will lead you into everything that you need to do, young man. I pray, God, that you open doors, that you give him favor, God. I pray, Lord, that you help him to do everything you've called him to do, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Use your gifts now, young men, for his glory. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a clap. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you guys all okay? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So it's the opening night of the Feast of Tabernacles. And tonight we spoke about the one celebration that they did, the festival, which was of light. 
And I really pray that tonight's message will minister to your hearts. I don't know about you guys, but I want there to be no place for the enemy in me. And I ask that the Lord will magnify the areas in my life that need to change so that everything that I do will bring him glory. I pray this for me and I pray this for you. I pray that you would be blessed. I pray that you would be strengthened and that the joy of the Lord would be your strength. Amen. Amen. Tomorrow will not be an ordinary Sunday. So don't miss church tomorrow morning. Amen. Let's pray. Father, tonight we thank you so much for what you have done. Holy Spirit, we are, we are so grateful for every life that has been touched. I pray that the word tonight, God, would be planted deep in each and every one of our hearts. That, Lord, we would desire to be filled with light. And the way to do that is to follow the light. And then that light would shine in us and change us and become our life. Jesus, you are our life. You are the way and the truth. And we follow you with everything inside of us. I'm so grateful to you, God, for your love and for your mercy. For each and every one of these precious people, Lord. I pray, Lord, that we would always, always, Father, plant seeds of truth in their hearts, God. So that they can can have a harvest, God. A harvest of great fruit that would change the lives of all those that they know and, and love. Father, at the end of it all, we will always give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. 